0: Thinking about protective God. I've been thinking about that word a lot this week, protection. I think it's a great word for the church. I think it's a really good word for us this morning. I think it's a good word as we think about Memorial Day, protection. I think about all the years that I've traveled on this day and all the people that are traveling this morning, there are many. Millions of Americans will travel all across our great land over this long weekend course your prayer and my prayer is that they would be protected and they would come home safely and the church said amen but we know man our life can change ever so fast when we're in automobiles you know this protection i was thinking about you know people they they put big fences up to protect their property their homes uh, people go out and they buy ammunition and guns and there's a lot of arsenals around you put in security systems because you want protection we love the protection of our country in our defense, in our national security. We, we want protection there. Everywhere we look, people are talking about protect, protect. Protect your, uh, your software. Protect your identity. You know, identity theft, it's rampant. You know, people are always doing that. I mean, you know, in our house, I think we had one of the first shredders in Montgomery. I didn't, I didn't really understand it years ago. Donald was so far ahead of me, and I'm like, yeah, that, that was really smart. But when God talks about protection, sometimes he uses the word protection fortress he uses a lot of metaphors in the scriptures and i just want you to be thinking all through this message protection already this morning i had somebody come to me and says we're teaching our daughter to drive you know where i'm going with that don't you and i and i thought back about when i learned to drive i remember i was 15 years old and 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 i did this i grabbed that steering wheel at 10 and 2 and i wouldn't let go I, my dad and I took a trip to Mobile, Alabama, most boring trip in America, 65. And my dad's listening to AM radio, and I'm a crazy, long-haired, rock-and-roll teenager. It ain't doing nothing for me. And he went to sleep, and I'm holding a steering wheel like that. I'm just, you know, and like, you know, one mile turning to five, five turning to ten, that two, 180, 200-mile trip. And I remember about 130 miles down the road, man, I'm exhausted. My dad, and I'm listening at AM radio. I knew if I changed it, he'd wake up. And I'm like, man, this is horrible. And I remember I got sleepy, and I started off the road. Old man woke up real quick. My dad, he grabbed that stand and said, boy, what are you doing? I said, I was going to sleep like you. I'm tired. Anyway, but today, somebody already told me, he says, man, we're teaching our daughter to drive. Man, those, those are scary times. How many of you wish you had a, about 10 more teenagers that you could teach to drive? Yeah, well, you need some heart medicine if you do that. Okay, all right. Well, you know, fathers are serious. Mothers are serious about the protection of their children. And if we're serious in our earthly relationships, how much more is our Heavenly Father concerned about our safety and our protection? I think he is. All of us love to feel safe. We probably don't thank our policemen, but they keep our streets safe. Um, Our military, they definitely keep us safe. Restaurants. Do y'all ever watch some things about the scores that people get? Do you ever look at the scores when you go in restaurants? Have you ever done like me and you've walked back out the door when you saw a score? Oh, yeah, I've I've done that. You you, you should try that sometime. Okay, anyway, just just thinking, okay? Well, this morning, I'm thinking about protection. I'm going to get into a lot of scriptures with you, but... I've got a condition. I used to water ski three days a week. I really did. I would barefoot slalom and all that, so I grew up on the lake, and I spent a lot of time there, and I did severe damage to my nose. My dermatologist I've been going to 20-plus years, he says, Keith, you've got so much sun damage. If you go in the dark, you would manifest sun damage if you live to be old. You want to go, man, thank you. I'm paying you for this. Well, you know, when when Don and I were in high school, we tried to go get Crisco, baby, Hawaiian Tropic. Just get as dark as you could, as rough as you could, just crazy. And we didn't know what sunscreen was, so my nose was constantly peeling. Well, today, we live with this stuff right here. Sunscreen. And, man, we've taught our kids this. We do this. I sunscreen every day. I have to. It's just it's important. And this, here it is, it goes, stays on strong when you sweat. Yeah, whatever. Okay, it burns, too, when you get it in your eyes sunscreen protection and you're saying, you know what if you don't say anything else that makes sense that's a pretty good message you got today applicable i'm gonna use sunscreen so i don't burn okay smart protection you, you just look sun uh, sunscreen sunscreen is everywhere protection is everywhere when we read god's holy word and so this morning i wanted to take you and me through some scriptures that i think are really important i want you to turn over to psalm 121 will you turn over there with me we're going to look at a few psalms and a couple other passages today And I love what the word says. It says, I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. He will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel neither sleeps nor slumber. The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon at night. The Lord keeps you from all harm. He watches over your life. The Lord keeps, keeps watch over you as you come and go, both now and forever. When you come in the back door off our garage, we have that scripture about the Lord looks over you, coming and going, both now and forever. I'm just, today, I've been praying for y'all all week about this message. And I was thinking, God put this in our hearts that we'll constantly think about how can we pray for one another how we can pray scriptural prayers of protection because today we'll look at some of those that are very important in this text the psalm i think he's really talking about the israelites here would sing as they made their yearly pilgrimage up to jerusalem and they would sing for the protection of the lord if if you look at hebrew if you look at the old testament that's what the psalms were. They, they were the songs. Now, we, the, the Orthodox Jews, some of those they still will sing the psalms, and I'm not going to sing it for you. Somebody will say, well, thank you, Jesus. I've already had a prayer answered. But it, this whole psalm here, it involved ascending a mountain to Jerusalem, and they would sing for the protection of the Lord because it was a treacherous way. It, it was really tough. It was dangerous. There was a, a threat of thieves, that would bandits that would rob them on the way, so they were praying for the protection of the Lord. Now, I know we get in our automobiles and we fly somewhere. We just go quickly. But we still pray that. I've prayed those kind of prayers for years. i pray those prayers over my kids, my grandkids, my wife every day, sometimes multiple times a day. My girls would always say when they were living at home, I would always walk out to the driveway with them. Dad, you don't have to walk me out. Oh, but I do. I'm your dad. And I would walk out, especially when they went off to university and they got on the highways. It would just really unnerve me a little bit, and I would just walk out, and I'd get an extra hug or kiss. But then I would start my prayer, and I would just start praying. And do you know what I'm talking about, parents, grandparents? When you get that text now, when you get that call, and they go, I'm home, I'm there, what do you do? Yeah. Now, what happens when you get that phone call? You ever get that phone call? Yeah, I got those too. I just had a wreck. I just rearranged my bumper. Hey, somebody just rearranged my car, whatever. I mean, it's just scary. So we pray those prayers that the Lord would watch over us. Now, in this day, when we read Scripture of the psalmists, there was no interstates. They didn't have driver uh, DMV. They didn't have all that to put up with and cell phones and all that. But they would have this journey, and there was these scary hills, and there were these bandits, and there was a journey, and it was tough. But they knew from this Scripture the Lord watches over you. My help, where does my help come from? You're saying, well, it comes from my mama. No, 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 it don't come from your mama. Your mama's awesome. Your mama does protect you, hopefully. I hope you've got a great mama. We talked about that a few weeks ago. But ultimately, our hope and our help comes from the Lord. He is strong. I love this psalm just as it breaks it down for me. And he protects us in times of danger. He protects us in the good times. There it is. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of the heaven and the earth, He is the creator. He holds all things together. He holds it in the palm of his hands. He sustains all things. How many of you believe that God sustains all things this morning? I do. And he's protecting you. And he's watching over you. And I'm grateful for the Lord that he can go where I can't go and he can protect. And then one translation says, don't let your foot slip. He watches over you. will neither slumber or sleep. Isn't that awesome that our God never sleeps? That's that's just amazing, isn't it? How many of y'all get tired? Like, yeah, every Sunday morning when you preach, I get a little sleep. No, okay. Yeah, we sleep. We slumber. Our, our bodies need to rejuvenate. But the Bible says our God, he doesn't have a need to go to sleep. Man, he's awake while well, the time zones it's a good thing. I mean, can you imagine if our God slept and then with the time zone thing, like, well, he's sleeping right now. That's why America's in trouble. No, he neither sleeps nor slumber. He watches over. He protects us physically and spiritually. How many of you believe God protects you spiritually every day, that he watches over you, that he encamps his angels around you? Do you believe that? We're going to look at that in a moment, and I think it's important. I read this article. I thought it was interesting, interesting from the National Geographic magazine. Listen to this. There's an explorer that had made this accomplishment. He managed for the first time in history to record the videotape birth of a panda bear, a panda cub in the wild. It was amazing how violent the mother panda bear would be when intruders begin to come in on the territory of her young. She just kind of freaked out. And, and when pandas are born, they're almost like gerbil size. They're really small. You look at them in the zoo, you're like, man, there's nothing gerbil about that. But in order to protect that, the mama bear, she gives up everything to, to watch out, to shelter her cub, her newborn from the dangers of the world. You mamas do the same thing. i watch y'all. You're incredibly protective. When, when babies are first born, you don't just go, yeah, just sit over there. You know, if they fall over, big deal. You don't do that. Man, you're, you're holding them close. You got them in those little outfits, and they're all snuggled up to you. And if somebody comes up to you you don't know, even when you know them, you're still mama bear, are you a little concerned? Hello? OK, I, just, I was just thinking, all right. But the mama panda bear. She continually hovers over this young. And you know what? It really makes me think about our God. This morning, in this day, in our life, I think God watches and he protects over us. And we're never alone. He is with us. Are y'all grateful for that today? I'm so glad that I don't have to get on the road or come to work or do things without the presence of Christ. That he is with me. That he promises. Deuteronomy. Write down Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 6. You will be blessed when you come in, and you'll be blessed when you go out. It's just another way of kind of psalmist there. Coming and going, going in, going out, you are blessed. Man, I would ask you to begin to meditate, to memorize some of these, to write these scriptures down, and then to pray these scriptures back to the Father. Now, I'm going to move you to a different one. We're going to come back to the psalm. I want you to turn over to uh, to the fourth chapter of Mark. Can you turn over there with me? Fourth chapter of Mark a little different angle. Here it is, familiar story over here on the Sea of Galilee. It's, a, it's a, just a, uh, you know, you've probably read it so many times, you're like, oh, I know that story. But I just want you to see a couple of things that might help us this morning in our time together. Sorry, I got to flip here real quick like you are, because I wasn't there. All right, 435 through 41. I want you to look there at God's Word with me. Here it is. Jesus calms the storm. As evening came, Jesus says to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. Let me just say this. The Sea of Galilee. They call it a sea, but really it's a big lake. I've, I've been on it. And it's absolutely, the day we got on the boat, we went across it and the sun was shining like the skies are blue today. It was absolutely beautiful. 650 foot below sea level. But the way this, sea is actually positioned it has four systems that can converge on it at one time it's really unique and great squalls furious squalls great storms can rise up i mean like within 10 minutes they could have you you ever been on lake martin you ever been on lake jordan and you've been out with friends on a boat and all of a sudden a cloud came or the water changed and you saw a little white cap does that ever happen to anybody it'll get your attention especially when it gets kind and, and this is just a kind of a you know it's a lake okay on this Sea of Galilee, those waves begin to roll. And here they are. So they're in this tough place. But let's look what it says. So they took Jesus in the boat. They started out. They left the crowds behind all together. The boats followed. But soon a fierce storm came up. There it is. That squall comes. High waves were breaking into the boat. They began to fill with water. And Jesus, Jesus, look at this. Jesus was what? He was playing cards. He was on his video. He, he was on his iPad. No, it says he was sleeping. With his head on a cushion, the disciples woke him up shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and he said to the waves, Silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped. There was a great calm. And then he asked them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? And the disciples, the Bible says, were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They asked each other. Even the wind and the waves, they obey him. You know what it is? The great principle is Jesus has authority over every storm of life. And you know what? This morning, there could be a lot of chaos in your heart. It might not be a physical storm, and it could be a physical storm, disease or financial setbacks or marital problems or relationships, or it could just be there's a spiritual storm brewing in your heart this morning. And in that storm, Jesus is awake, and he's there, and he's present. And he's asking us to cry out and to call out to him for help. What, is the, what did the psalmist say? Our help comes from the, our help comes from where? God's protective. He's a great God. Um, you know, when I, when I think about this, you know, God is confident, or, or we could be confident in how great our God is, and we can look to him, we can trust him, whatever comes our way. And it doesn't matter if you're four years old or 64, or younger, or older, God's in control. In this story, there's so many applications, but basically I just want you to walk away going, Christ is in control of the storms of life, physically, spiritually, emotionally, relationally, financially, whatever realm of life, Jesus is sovereign over the storms of life. That ought to give somebody some encouragement this morning, because he loves you he's for us he's not against us and then he says these storms happen because they reflect what's going on and we can reflect the calmness of christ or a total chaotic mindset and i gotta confess sometimes i can reflect the best of the chaos and that's not good for a christ follower because if Jesus is really Lord, he rules in our hearts, then we have the opportunity, we have the responsibility, we have the chance, the opportunity to trust him and say, Lord Jesus, come. I don't know what storms you're in. Some of you are in storms this morning. Some of you are headed into a storm. Some of you just came out of a storm and you're going, oh, smooth sailing. That's awesome. But just continue to go back to these scriptures. Let's, let's go on. So Jesus just says, quiet, peace, be still. He speaks in the power of his voice. So this morning, I'm asking you to pray prayers that the power of your voice, that you pray Scripture back to God. It has authority in kingdom places. Let's continue to move here today as we reflect on this. All right, let me turn you back to the Psalm. All right, we're in 121. We've gone to Mark. Let's go to Psalm 3. Can you go there? Psalm chapter 3. Oh, Lord, I have so many enemies. Can anybody identify? So many are against me. So many are saying God will never rescue him. But you, O oh Lord, you are a shield around me. You are my glory, the one who holds my head high. I cry out to the Lord, and he answered me from his holy mountain. I lay down. Listen, look, I want you to circle, I want you to circle or box this in your Bible. I lay down, and I slept. Yet I woke up in safety, for the Lord was watching over me. I'm not afraid of 10,000 enemies who surround me on every side. Arise, O Lord, rescue me, my God. I like that. But then he goes on. I mean, he's really being raw. Look at this next section. Slap all my enemies in the face. Shatter their teeth of the wicked. Victory comes from you, O Lord. May you bless your people. It just basically tells me vengeance belongs to the Lord. The Lord can take care of that. You can even pray that prayer, I guess. It'd be okay. Like, Lord... Strike the teeth of my enemies. (laughs) Shatter them. It's not for us to go and punch somebody. It's for God to do it. It's his job, but I think he's trying to draw them to himself. But here he is. In this particular thing, the king is restless in the night. The king is having a hard time. He rises up. He leaves his tent. He goes off. His soul is downcast. He's in despair. And finally, he cries out to God. And as he does, he lays down and he sleeps and he has rest. And, and the thing is, I'm asking you, some of you in this room, listen, I, I wish the place was full today because I know it would be more and more. There's some of you in this room possibly today or that watch online that have sleep disorders. You have sleep problems. You're incredibly restless in the night. I think this is a verse I'd begin to meditate on. There it is. I lay down and I slept. I sleep deeply. I cast my cares upon Jesus and I wake up safely. I wake up rested. I mean, I know those nights when I just seem to want to hold on to problems and I just want to cling to the challenges and I fight all night. I toss and I turn, just like in the storm with Jesus in Mark 4. But then when I go, Jesus, you neither sleep nor slumber. I look to you. I cast this situation on you, Lord Jesus. I want to sleep tonight. I need my sleep, Lord Jesus. Does anybody understand what I'm saying now? How many of y'all need your sleep? And I know some of y'all are young going, no problem. I get into bed right here. I don't move. The next morning, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 hours later, I wake up in the same place. And all us old folks are going, shoot. Man, I done tossed and turned all over that bed. My wife's done kicked me out of the bed, kicked me back into bed. Things have done got crazy. I've been up and down all night. And all, I, You know, just look at the old people in the room. Just look around. Ask them, ask them if that's true. They'll tell you, say, yeah, man, you know, it's, it's tough. I got, I got a New Testament verse. Write down Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 to 30. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light, says King Jesus. So, Jesus talks in this passage about he's the lifter of our heads. He he lifts us up. Uh, A modern equivalent would be, hey, chin up. But who lifts that chin up? Jesus does. It's not that we're self-sufficient and that we can do it on our own, but we, we look up. We set our eyes on Christ. We fix our eyes and our gaze upon the Lord himself. And as he lifts us up, he sustains us, and we say, Lord Jesus, you're in control. You're in control. This is, this is a great section this morning as we're looking at this. And then in Psalm 3, 4, I call it to the Lord. He answers me from his holy mountain. Today he answers us from heaven. He knows us. So if we're four or we're 64 or 84, it doesn't matter who we are. God knows and God hears. Is anybody encouraged by that this morning in your own faith? I'm confident that the Lord hears me when I cry to him. But my question for you is, are you confident when you cry to the Lord? Do you know know the love of Christ? Do you know that he loves you, that he's for you? And then, all right, let's look at this other one. Next to Psalm 23, this is the most favorite psalm according to great theologians. You want to guess what it is? Look in your notes. Psalm 91. More people tend to memorize Psalm 23 and Psalm 91. Let's go to Psalm 91 together. Ready? I want us to see this. Great section. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust Him for He will rescue me from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with His feathers. He will shelter you with His wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Just stop there. His faithful promises promises are our armor that we put on they're our protection thank you lord do not be afraid of the terrors listen look at verse five do not be afraid of the terrors of the night nor the air that flies in the day see some of you have night terrors i'm gonna go back to that i'm not just gonna blow over that today there's some people this morning when i get ready to have prayer time in the back when we get into the last song if you want me to pray for you about your nights and for your rest, I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to join you in agreement prayer, in power prayer. I mean, why have another sleepless night? Why not cry out to Jesus? And the church said, and you're like, man, can, can, would you do that for my friends? Sure, I'd do it for anybody. I, I wish our church is just line up like, what's pastor doing? That's all he does. He prays with people all the time. That, that'd be a pretty good job, wouldn't it? What does he do? All he does, man, he's got, he's got appointments thir- 24-7. He's just bringing on more staff. All we do is we pray, we pray. That, that'd be the coolest church. I, I've never seen a church like that. Just a thought, anyway. All right, so here it is. Peace in dangerous circumstances. Moving about here. In Psalm, let me just give you these words. I want you to see it. Psalm 91. The God, the Hebrew word, Elion, The strongest of strong. Write it down. He's a sur- super- superlative God. He's, he's the strength God. He's, he surpasses all other. He, he is supreme. He is authoritative. His position is all above others. He is God Elohim. In the Hebrew, man, that is a great word. I know you don't go, I don't call him Elohim. But that's what it means, or Elion here. He is, he is the strongest of the strong. He is a God that needs no crutch. He is a God that needs no other. He is the God above all gods. Do you want to give that God some praise this morning? He is the God that I run to. He's the God that I cling to. He's my strong tower. And the weak, they run in and they are what? Safe. They run into and they are saved. Lord, we run to you this morning. I live under the protection of the Most High God, Elion. I love that word, E-L-Y-O-N. Now let's look at the next one. Psalm 91, one he talks about, he goes, now he's, he's El Shaddai. He is the God that is all-powerful. The great theological word is omnipotent, but he's just all-powerful. He is the power above every power. There is no power that will ever even come close to his power. And when I lay down and when I make my petitions, I go to the God that has the power to change the circumstance. I go to the God that has the power to split the sea. I go to the God that raised Jesus from the dead. We have a resurrection-powerful God. Amen. Oh, you're feeling a little bit, are you? Yeah. I dwell. Here it is. Say this with me. I dwell in the shadow of the Almighty God. Let's say that together. I dwell in the shadow of the Almighty God. You're saying, man, you, you're gonna start preaching in a minute. Well, that's what we're supposed to do. You know, I my job is not to put you to sleep. Right, Elion Shaddai, next one, Yahweh. Another word you can write there is just Jehovah. He is Yahweh. He is, I am who I am. I am who I says I am. I am the great I am. There is no am over me. I am. I am, therefore, because I am. I am, have always been I am. I am the great I am, God. Do you have it now? I am. He says, I am God. And you bow before no other. Or you can bow to all these little monkey gods. You can bow to all these dumb gods. trinket gods and they got no power or you can bow to me and you can be victorious yahweh I, i love that word and that says the lord you are my refuge lord you are my fortress i bow before you and look at the last one elohim elohim you are the maker of the universe You are creator God. You are creative God. You rule over all things. So we've emphasized his power and his strength. And now we say, God, you're the God who created all things. You formed me. You knit me together in my mother's womb. You knit all life together. You sustain all life. You are the great God. You're you're a protecting God. So what does God provide? Move there with me. God provides shelter. Do you need shelter? See, a lot of times we don't think much about shelter because we're Westerners and we're so blessed and we're not wondering about where am I going to sleep, what am I going to eat, where am I going to drive. Many times we, we were talking this morning in the Bible fellowship class that maybe sometimes that's our downfall, but we become too dependent on ourselves when god wants us to look to him i, I love it so he's a shelter he, he's a he's a secret place he's he's a safe place another thing just right in there he's our shelter he's also our protection god that's what i'm talking about today the protection of god he's a protective god so he protects you he wants he's also our our covering i love that we we have coverings You know, when you're married, you're under the covering of your husband. You belong to Christ's community, you're under the covering of our church. But I'm going to just say this, when you're a child of God, you're under the covering of the blood of Jesus Christ. The covering. And when my family, they're under my leadership they're under my prayer cover i this my responsibility not only is a earthly priest that happens to be a pastor but i i get to pastor my family and i get to watch over my extended family of course they have their own shepherd now jeremy's the priest of his home but i still have great responsibility and i love praying for the shelter and the cover over him and my daughter and my grandkids do you know what i'm saying church you know i, I didn't just when i said yeah jeremy you can have her uh, to be your wife i cried i, I did <laughs> It's not that I didn't like him, I loved him, but I knew things were changing. But he's under her cover, but also I have a covering. I, just, I could talk about covering all day, I'll just keep on. Also, running the Word, what does God provide? Shelter, protection, covering, refuge. God provides a place to run to. I love that. God, we're grateful for the refuge that we can run to. A shelter, a safe place, a fortress, a dwelling place, a place that you are there, God. That's what God wants for us. And then another one is, he, he's our shadow, he's our shield. Uh, the, uh, that, is used, that metaphor is used a number of times. Psalm 5, surround me with favors like a shield. Here, protect them, O oh God. God, be a shield about them. This morning, I tell you all the time, I put on the armor of Christ every day. And when I took up my shield of faith this morning, I said, this, I always do it with my left hand, and, and this is the, you know, the sword of the Spirit, the Word. And I, and I take up my shield, and I go, come on. And there it is, that shield, and it extinguished the darts. It extinguishes the era of the evil one. Are you carrying a shield of faith today? Okay. Are you carrying a shield of faith today? You're saying, well, I didn't really think about it. You ought to start thinking about it. You ought know, to start praying shields around your family, fortress. And then if you move on down, well, I could just talk about this all day. Move down here to... Um, Verse 9, if you make the Lord your refuge, you make the most high your shelter, no evil will conquer you. That's a good thing. Verse 11, for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. I don't know about you, but the Bible says we entertain angels unaware. I believe angels are everywhere. Angels are unseen. The, The power of the angelic heavenly host, and God encamps his angels. Yesterday, I was praying for my daughter for God to encamp his angels around her as she took a trip. I pray that around you. I pray that around our church. I believe this morning that when the Bible says that, um, well, he talks about a mother hen and her feathers and her wings, and, and they just cover us. Oh, that's a, that's a great place to be psalm 91 4 he will cover you with his feathers under his wings you will find refuge his faithfulness will be your shield and your rampart he will cover you with feathers you'll take refuge under his wings his faithfulness will be your protective shield did you know this morning the faithfulness of god is your shield around you god please protect our church i pray for god to protect your integrity i pray for him to protect the witness of our church i pray for to protect our finances i pray for to protect your lives there's so many things we pray about god protect us Get my focus off of me. Get my focus off of us. Lord, get our focus on you, Lord Jesus. And this whole angel thing that I'm just sharing here in verse 14, the Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. Do you see that God wants us to cry out for protection? And he says, I will hear from heaven. He does protect us. I'm grateful for that. You have probably experienced protection. You didn't even know it. You didn't give him praise. I think about so many times when I've almost had an accident, and I'm convinced it was the hand of God. It was an angelic force. I've kidded many times going, I think i got about three angels in my grill. You, 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 know, you ever been on Bell Road or on Taylor Road? Feel like you got a couple angels in your grill? Like, you know, you know, that sudden stop. And I know you all wouldn't do this. Nobody here has ever looked down at a text, have you? I didn't say, did you text? That's just stupid, okay? I said, do you look down at text? We've been trying to do evaluation around our house about how that will kill you, how that will hurt you. And I'm convinced, man, God's had mercy on this. Somebody said one time, God looks out for drunks. I also think he looks out for fools. How about you? Any of y'all feel like fools? I mean, I'm just honest. I'm just curious. Hey, I'm not going to take a picture. We're not going to call the police. How many of you this week, you know you've been looking at your phone a little bit too much? Just go ahead and raise your hand when you were driving. Now, raise them high. I want to see them. Yeah, See? Do you believe in angels? I do. You didn't rear in me. Yeah. Just thought it was a good word for the church. Okay. Let's move here quickly. i got, I, got to get this, I got to get the team up. God's overriding commitment. Deliver us, protect us, answer us, honor us, satisfies us. Jo- oh, Job 1.10. Let me just give you this. you got to see this. The whole concept of hedge building. I want you to look at the verse on the screen. It's Job one ten. Job 1.10. And I'm going to invite the team to go ahead and come forward. You have always put a wall of protection around him and his home and his property. You have made him prosper in everything he does. Look how rich he is. Hedge building, I want you to fill it in. It means to surround with a fence or a wall to protect one who is in trouble, distress, or danger. We have the authority in Christ to pray hedges around. You've probably been in a prayer meeting or with a Christian, and you thought, that is weird. Hedges. I got hedges in my yard, and you just prayed a hedge around me. That was ridiculous. No, that, really, they were praying scripture. Do y'all believe we can pray hedges around one another? I believe God has hedges around us. I think our disobedience causes those hedges to come down sometimes. And I promise, if you're a mama, if you're a daddy, if you're just breathing, how about that? You need to have hedges around you. You need to begin to pray hedges around others. And, uh, Write down Nehemiah chapter 7, verse 8. Nehemiah uh, chapter 4, chapter 4. Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 7, 8. It's the Nehemiah principle. They begin to rebuild the walls around Jerusalem for protection. I think that's what God wants me and you to do. He wants us to pray hedges around our church. How many of you believe that God wants to build a great church at Ryan Road? And this is where it starts. It starts in prayer. Hey, would you bow your heads with me this morning? Lord, I'm grateful that you protect your kids. And you protect me. You've been faithful. And Lord, I pray that you would watch over us today. And by your presence with us, you send your angels to protect us, oh God. And Lord, sometimes you even use people to defend us. And we're grateful for all that you do. But God, this morning I pray that somebody was encouraged Somebody had a word from heaven for them. And God, I pray for my friends that when they lay down to sleep tonight, they would sleep in safety and in peace and would get a good night's rest. God, I pray that we would cry to you because our help comes from heaven. Our help comes from you, Lord Jesus. So this Memorial Day weekend, Father, I pray for all my friends I pray your angels and your protection around this body as we travel, as we live, as we have our being, may Jesus be the center. In Jesus' name.